Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And now, Astrological Metaphysical Radio on KFOX. That's exactly correct. That was a correct statement. Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Let's get metaphysical. All right, well, we're going to do astrological today. And uh, there's a phenomena going on out there, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. There is a heavy phenomena going on out there. It's very strange. But I will tell you this for sure, okay? Uh, actually, you could see Mars rising in the morning sky, in case you're wondering, in July, and Mars rising in the morning sky in August, and then Mars rising in the morning sky in September, and then uh, actually Mars will start setting around October and November, but I want you to be aware of the planet Mars, because the way that the, uh, actually, the uh, rotation of Earth around the sun right now, in comparison... And in correlation to the rotation of Mars around the sun is very strange right now because Mars is going to appear to stay in the same place. Now I want you to know that planets don't stop. Planets don't back up. They're going very fast. They're boomeranging around the sun at an incredible speed. But just so happens that where the Earth is right now, we are going a bit quicker in perspective to Mars. So Mars is going to appear to be in the same portion of the solar system and the galaxy for about six months. Now, this is a strange phenomena that happens every so often. I believe last year we had Mars in Capricorn for six months. This year, another cardinal transit with Mars in Aries. And Mars causes a lot of havoc when it stays in one sign for so long because what happens is the Earth is getting an overdose charge of Martian energy through that one sign as as Mars will appear, from our point of view, to be locked into the Aryan sector of space and for a bit into Piscean sector. Now, the Aryan vibration is very strong. It is very intense. It can be actually potentially dangerous because Mars and Aries both do rule war, so I want you to be aware of that potential. Also, Mars and Aries rules impulsion, aggressiveness, initiation, and a lot of times, I would have to say, emotionalism. If you've noticed that you've already started to feel fired up lately, then you're starting to feel Mars and Aries, especially if you have early cardinals in your chart. You're getting transited from Mars square Mars or Mars square your cardinals or oppose your cardinals. Early cardinals would mean if you have either Mars in Capricorn, in Cancer, or in Libra, from like 0 to 10, you'd be getting Mars square that planet or Mars oppose it right now, and that is a very powerful transit. Now, unfortunately or fortunately, this transit is going to last for a long time. I'm ready for it. I've been watching for it. Mars is going to be locked in my sixth house of health and work for six months. So I'm looking to be working overtime. I'm actually uh, trying to manifest a television uh, spot, okay, and that appears possible. At the same time, Mars is in my house of health, and I've been maintaining my health, doing everything I can. What you need to do is zero in on where Aries is in your natal chart. Find Aries in your natal chart. When you have zeroed in on Aries, then find the early degrees from zero to ten, zero to fifteen, and then uh, back into Pisces from like 26 to 29, and you'll have some idea what house Mars will be locked in your own chart for six months. This is heavy, frankly, because Pisces risings, right? If you're early Pisces rising, you'll have Mars in your second house of money for six months, 
So Pisces risings can literally make a killing financially through this transit. Okay, let's give you some dates now. Okay, let's give you some dates because this is truly a dated show. Mars did go into Aries officially in July of 1988. And it entered, in case you're wondering, Mars entered Aries right there last Wednesday at 12.59 p.m. Now, Mars will not leave Aries. It will back into Pisces temporarily. But Mars will not leave Aries until it's finished with its entire retrograde and direct motion transit until we're in 1989. So we're seeing a planet that normally takes two months to go through most signs, hang out in one sign for over six. Okay, let's check that. August, September, October, November, December, yeah, over six. So Mars will go into Taurus on January the 20th, 1989, when the transit will be over. I'm sorry, January 19. January 19, I don't have the time yet, but I know on that day, Mars will finally go into Taurus. Much relief as Mars will finally trine Saturn and Uranus after actually squaring Saturn and Uranus for much of this transit, which is also going to throw Los Angeles into an earthquake watch for much of this time with focus on October of 1988. So Mars will be going 0 to 7 degrees in July. Right now, as you know, it's at 3. All of August, Mars will go from 7 to 11. Now, Mars will hang out at around 11 degrees from halfway through August 15th all the way to August 31st. So all of you with cardinal planets or Aries planets around 10 or 11 are going to be receiving the brunt of this transit. I have Neptune at 10 Libra, so I'm going to have a Mars opposed Neptune in August. Oh, my God. So, so that means heavy maintenance and work, health, and career. I need to balance part of my life there. Now, Mars will begin its retrograde motion. See, it's going to stay in Aries through August, and it will start retrograde on the 26th of August at 7.40 in the morning. In all of September, Mars will be at Aries once again from 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 to 5 degrees. So we got, you know, in August, Mars going 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and in September, Mars will go 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Aries, that is. Now, into October, Mars hangs out 4, 3, 2, 1, and 0 Aries all the way up to October the 23rd, when Mars will retrograde into Pisces at 3.09 p.m. and start playing some heavy games with people that have late mutable planets because Saturn and Uranus will already be in late Sag in late October and Mars will retrograde into Pisces and square Saturn and Uranus so October and November will be the earthquake watch because of that retrograde motion. Now, the good news is that it retrogrades into Pisces, like I said, on the 23rd, but it will go direct motion and out of retrograde on the 27th of October, 10.07 p.m. So that last week of October, and actually all of November, appears to be an earthquake watch for us in that period. Now Mars will go once again, zero Aries, November 1st. Goes into Aries November 1st at 4.51 a.m. again. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 degrees Aries all of November. And then 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, to the 20th degree of Aries in December. So 7th degree of Aries to 20 degrees in December. Finally, it goes from 20 degrees Aries into Taurus around January 19th of 89. So this is a long heck of a transit for one planet in one sign, and it's sure to have a mega effect on everything and everybody. This is really a heavy transit. And then on top of that all, right, reminding ourselves that when the United States was under surprise attack, December 7th, 1941, let's go way back into the ephemerides for those of you that are following along with me. And I don't like to be anyone that's negative, but I do like to bring up this fact 
that Mars was dead center Aries, 15 Aries, December 7th, 1941. So wars sometimes are declared when Mars is home in Aries. And with Mars, like I say, in Aries this whole time, and a lot of our political leaders worldwide not respecting or acknowledging astrology, we can be aware of certain flare-ups. You know that the United States have already had involvement with Iran and the Persian Gulf. How would you like to elect a president during the heat of battle, right? Okay, so this is something we want to be made aware of here with that transit. The Mars and Aries effect is very intense and very powerful because it's an emotional transit, because it sets off all of our Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn planets, and because it is an energy transit, it asks us to rest. But really, here we are being asked to rest when all of us are being shot pell-mell into this opportunity arena at this point because Mars and Aries does propel tremendous mental and emotional energy. Opportunities do crop up. We find ourselves working double time, overworking, stressing ourselves out. Mars square our cancer planets, emotional temper outbursts, moods reflected, big mood swings. Mars square our Capricorn planets, career failures, layoffs, rejections, political struggles in corporate and business situations. Mars oppose our Libra planets, problems with partners, relationships. We're going to see more breakups and more divorces in the next six months than maybe a record here. And actually, like I say, there's nothing bad in astrology because before you have a new beginning and before you are allowed to grow, you must face up to the fact that there must be change, there must be growth, there must be process, right? I saw a bumper sticker yesterday, let go, let God. And this Mars and Aries transit is going to blow a lot of stuff out of the water. People are going to be blown out of our lives. There may be sudden deaths, injuries, accidents to our loved ones and to ourselves. You'll find more precedence of cutting yourself with Mars and Aries because you're clumsy handling sharp objects. And frankly, those of you that have Mars and Aries are having one hell of a long Mars return. We did a show on the Mars return a couple weeks ago that discuss relationship breakups and relationship makeups. And those of you that have the Mars and Aries are going to be maybe going through the dishwasher and dryer here with this type of transit. So as far as relationships are concerned, we're talking wild. The ones that benefit from this transit will be people that have early Leo and early Sagittarius planets. If you have planets from 0 to 10, Leo and Sag, then you're going to be getting Mars trying during this whole period, and you're not going to have as many chapters closing as opportunities and potentials and major situations concerning your personal growth opening up for you. So that's the good news. Also, this is a karmic period, obviously, because a lot of you out there have Neptune and Libra. A lot of you out there have Saturn and Libra also. A lot of you out there have Uranus and early Cancer. So a lot of you are going to be getting this Mars square Uranus, this Mars square Neptune, Mars square Saturn. So your balance is going to be tested, your goals, your friends, organizations you're involved with your own mental balance, your emotional balance. But see, as an astrologer, as astrologically oriented people, it is important that we are aware that from Earth's point of view, with Mars hanging out in the sector of space, from our point of view, the early Aries, late Pisces sector, it is an unusual, unnatural energy shift that affects the planet. So when this disruptions and when these outbursts and when these emotional changes occur, then we should be aware that this is probably Mars. When you walk into the house and you're with a person who's normally been nice to you and loving to you, or when you're dealing with a friend that's normally been very even-keeled with you, and then suddenly they explode on you, and they drop a bomb on you, whatever it is, then you know it's Mars and Aries triggering that. I know lots of people with Mars and early Capricorn, 
that are going through strange stress karma with their career, with men, you know, with relationships, with their health, their knees. And Mars and Aries does rule the head, of course. And see, it also rules the face and the eyes and the ears and the teeth. You know, so lots of karma in that area. See, whenever a planet hangs out in one sign for this long, then it means that something major is happening in all of our lives. If you're smart enough to know what your chart looks like and where your 12 houses are, and you can locate Aries, like all Libra Risings in Equal House Astrology have a 7th house Aries. And just so happens that, that I'm late Libra Rising, so early Aries is in my 6th house. So you have to find out where the 29 degree of Pisces up to 11 degrees of Aries is to know what this long transit is going to do. In general here, a lot of early Aries Risings will have Mars going through their 1st house, and Taurus Risings will have Mars going through their 12th. You'll have to find Aries on your chart to zero in on it. Okay, everybody, this is Farley. You're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, phenomenon of the 80s, KFOX 93.5 FM, weekdays, 12 noon. A lot more is going on besides just the basic transit of Mars and Aries. Not only will it be squaring Saturn and Uranus for much of that transit, but as it gets deeper into Aries, we'll have that Mars square Neptune going on. Mars in Aries, in square to Neptune, in Capricorn. Neptune hanging out around 7, 8, and 9 this whole time. And we have an exact square for Mars most of this month, all of August, all of September. So, you know, for Christ's sake, really, if you have if you have cardinal planets from 6 to 10, keep your head down. I mean, like, we're in karma here. I've been aware of this transit for years. And as an astrologer, I'm also aware of my body. I'm also aware of signs in the body. A lot of people are also aware that I've recently become a total vegetarian the last month and a half, trying to cut out all animal products, that I'm into herbal therapy, that I'm also into whole food supplements to my diet and such. I'm into exercising. I'm into stress management. And when you have a transit, any kind of transit, you see, if you're being negative and if you're worrying, if you're being insecure, then what you're doing, sometimes you can manifest ill health. See, and in today's news reports, a couple things you want to be aware of, no matter who or what you are, is you got to protect your body and the temple of your soul and your immunity system. Neptune is a strange planet. It's Lord of Pisces. It rules weird illnesses. It is a ruler of strange illnesses. Trust me, I have negative in the chronic health house, the 12th house, and you better believe weird things come up. When you have symptoms, when you have pains, when you have aches, when you have rashes, when you have any kind of symptoms, Besides the fact you should see a doctor, which is something sometimes I'd like to avoid doing, I personally, in my own right, know the healing power of the body. So being aware of this type of transit, I'm doing everything in my personal power to protect my body. I don't think my intestines want any meat in there right now. So I'm trying to keep my intestines and my colon clear for that reason. That's why I'm vegetarian. And that's why I'm taking an iron supplement and a potassium supplement. So I'm taking all these herbs to keep my blood clear and free. The reason why a lot of people get sick, you believe people, not only are they not taking care of their temple, but they're smoking and they're drinking and they're doing drugs and they're eating sugar and meat. I mean, no wonder you get sick. And then this stupid transit comes up with Mars square Neptune for six months. This is a detox transit, folks. This is time to get healthy. This is time to meditate and pray and to manifest. I am healthy. I am slender. I am attractive, I am loved, I'm successful, I'm going to be on television regularly, I'll be married one day, my wife is beautiful, she's attractive, she's passionate, she's understanding, she doesn't have a temper, (laughs) all those things I want, right? You just, you visualize this stuff, 
It's a very intense transit and anything could happen. Anything could happen. The whole world could change completely, reverse, 180 degrees during this transit. This could be a major catalyst for whatever's going to happen in the new age. Who knows what fool is going to make a mistake on this planet which will affect the lives of hundreds of millions. Do you want a Scorpio as president for the next three or four years? You know, no offense to Dukakis, but he is a Scorpio. I've seen a little anger in his eyes that I sit there and go, oh my God, I hope he doesn't have a bad day near the button, right? But anyway, sometimes you think, well, a Gemini is the type of guy, well, he might think 50 times before pressing the button, so I'm not saying I'm pro-Bush, but who knows? Whoever's president is, li- is definitely going to be tested in the 90s. But, but still, this transit is a wonderful opportunity to tear away that old skin, to shed the old snake skin, right? And to have the total rebirth you've been looking for. The worst thing you can do is let this transit get to you and dwell over lost loves, dwell over lost jobs, get obsessed with things and people you know you can't have, continually torturing yourself, right? Just torturing yourself with people that you know are going to dump you one day. Here's somebody sending you a telegram that you know that you're climbing a big mountain to get to their heart. And when you get up to that mountain, they're just going to push you off. You're masochistic about it. You're just going to torture yourselves about it. Don't come knocking on my door when you fall off the mountain because I told you about it, right? But the thing is, is that just so many endings are on approach. Chapters are closing. Chapters are opening. Just consider for a moment what will happen after New Year when Mars, Trine, Saturn, and Uranus finally, and Neptune, January and February of 89 being a magical months with Mars trining those three planets after squaring the dickens out of them. <laughs> for that whole time, the six months for the rest of the year. There's no reason why we should have a strange summer. You know, there's no reason why we should have a bad time because we're now aware of this transit because Uncle Farley told you about it. If you didn't have an astrology hour, if I didn't exist, if we weren't around to talk about this stuff, then you wouldn't know. And just like things hit the fan and upset you and depress you and stuff, you just walk around need probably a heavy therapist or whatever to try to work your way out of it. But now we know ahead of time what's going on. And we know that tempers are going to be flying. We know that impulsions are going to be flying. A lot of people are going to do stupid, impulsive things. Flips are going to be switched. Things are going to be turned on and off. People in traffic are going to be acting weird. The accident rate. I'm glad there's an assurance referendum on the ticket, right? Because accidents are going to be flying. It's really, really a really crazy transit. Give you an idea, right? Frankly, some interesting things going on with Mars and Aries. Selfishness. Self-centeredness. Egocentricities. We're talking about hoarding and greed, some of the negative sides, some of the positive sides, allowing our childlike natures and the spirit of God within us to well up and to reach out and to share that light with people and to help people through this transit. It's a heavy transit. Gosh, I'm sitting there going, well, I know one thing. Nothing bad's going to happen to me during this transit. I'm going to sail through this one. I'm having a midlife crisis and a heavy Mars transit. No problem, right? (laughs) That's the only way to look at it. But uh, either way, who knows? Believe it or not, you're going to freak out. I may be in the Middle East during that transit. Real good, Farley. But anyway, we'll see what happens. I have faith, and I know that whatever I do and wherever I go, it's going to be an experience for sure. Okay, I hope that helps a little bit. I just want to let you know that there's no such thing as a bad transit in astrology. All there is is an energy system that we try hard to interpret for our own good and for our own growth patterns, letting us know that life is a continuing cycle of patterns And of vibrations, it's like the waves. Things come in and things go out. And right now, we're entering a major period of transition and change for ourselves and the planet. So I want you to be aware of this. You know, when things happen, you got to tackle them. you got to process them. You can't hang on 
to the negative side of life at this point. You're being asked to be spiritual, to be one with God, to rise above it, to understand the metaphysical bottom line to what the aspect is. And in that way, it will help you overcome it and grow from it. And obviously, if any of you are interested in what Mars is going to do to you the next six months, having your rising sign will help. And that way we can try to figure out what house Mars is going through and where it will be affecting you the most. Remember, if you're late Libra rising like me, Mars will be in your sixth house of health and work, and that's what the focus will be for the next six months. Health and work. So you'll be working hard, and you'll be working hard on your health if you're smart. If I had a transit with Mars in my sixth, and I was an abusive person, a meat eater, smoker, drinker, this is the time when you're looking at things like health problems, surgery, complications. So that's why I want to try to maintain my health best I can, take care of myself during this transit. I know Mars rules my teeth, and whenever I have this stupid 12th house transit, then usually something like a root canal, God forbid, comes up. So I'm going to see the dentist this week to try to take care of that and have them cleaned and protect that part of myself. Gosh, that teeth pain, you don't want that. To the phones, Nita is another Leo, Gemini Rising. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, superior. Extremely happy, healthy, slender, and positive and confident. (laughs) Okay, what can we do for you today? I wanted to know about my rising sign. What degree is it? Three degrees. Oh, it's three degrees Gemini. Well, isn't that special? (laughs) Now, isn't that special? Okay. I think that the Gemini essence vibration at three degrees is a wide viewing of man's ideas in a group fashion, analyzation of past and present as seen through the eyes of society as a formal group, and a losing of self-reality, an opening of the mind's eye to group reality. Okay? Okay. Heavy, huh? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, let's go to Janice on line two, Aquarius Cancer Rising. Hi. Hi. Yo, Jan. Yeah. Hello. Now, what's your question? Well, uh, basically, I wanted a general scan. And then some of what you were saying about Mars and Aries. Wow. Started to scare me. Aw. What degree is your Cancer Rising? That I'm not sure. I just tore the house apart trying to find it. Look on the far left side of the wheel. I can't find it. Okay. Oh, you can't find your chart. Yeah. Okay, I think Mars will be in your ninth house. And if that's true, I think you already have Mars in your chart in the sixth or seventh house. Have you been having problems with men? Yeah. Okay, I think that's really the focus. With women that have Mars square Mars during this transit, the focus will be to protect your health, protect your self-esteem, and avoid too much intense confrontation with men. So this is not the time to sit down and analyze relationships. This is the time to try to flow and keep it easy and keep it light and try to keep the time you spend together to a minimum. You don't want to hang out for too long to feel this effect. And, of course, during the cardinal moons, it'll be more intense as the cardinal moons, the Aries moon, the Cancer moon, the Libra moon, the Capricorn moon will trigger this even more. Okay? Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ava is a Gemini with Virgo rising. Hi. Hi. Hello, Ava. Say, I got a question. Mine, Mars is in the eighth house. What does it mean? What does it mean? You mean that you have Mars in the 8th house? Yeah. Well, usually it's very intense, Ava. Mars in the 8th house is in Aries. I got Mars 22, Aries 1, then I got in there Jupiter. Yeah, now this transit is not going to affect you too much, Ava, because your Mars is too late. You're going to have a normal Mars return in January, unlike all those people with early Mars in Aries that are having a 6-month return. What's affected in your chart is you have Uranus in Aries. Okay, you have Uranus in Aries yes. at 6 degrees, so you're showing lots of changes coming up here. With your friends, with your goals, 
with certain directions. You may be some new paths in your life being created here for you. And emotional changes, too. You want to avoid too many confrontations with people because you might get upset if they don't treat you right. Okay, sweetie? Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Let's go to Vivian on line number five, Capricorn Libra Rising. Hi, Viv. Hi. What an amazing topic. Thank you so much for preparing us all. Yeah, you have Venus and Capricorn. Right. And that's being squared by Mars now. Have you spent your money or is there a financial problem? I, I sure have made a lot this year and I sure spent it all. <laughs> now, why am I laughing? I'm sorry. It's but right. It's just materialistic things sometimes make me laugh. But let's see, your Libra rising. Well, I've got Libra rising 7 and 10 degree midheaven, but I also have my Mars and Sag 7 degrees and Pluto and Leo in the 10th. Three degrees, so okay. hopefully I can... Can you tell me I'm going to get some good out of this? Well, what house is your Venus in, the third? No, yeah, third conjunction. Oh, okay, the hardest part of this transit could be dealings with men that are mentally unsettling. The biggest thing, as you know, one of the biggest powers of your life is that you've been a communicator, and communication has been the key to your success. But with a planet like Mars in square to your communication planet for so long... You might notice there's been a recent breakdown in communications, and that's what the karma is all about there. So, you know, you're to be patient with it, ride with it, and try not to let it get to you. Okay? Don't do anything impulsive financially. You know, like, you don't want to go for these something-for-nothing deals during this transit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing going on here. When you were talking about the people that are the lucky ones with my Mars and Sag conjunct my Venus, seven degrees. Mm-hmm. No, Mars and Sag is not conjunct your Venus. Oh, it isn't. You have Venus and Capricorn. They're one sign away. They're semi-sextal oh, okay. each other. Right. right. So what I meant was is my Mars is in Sag in the third house, right. seven degrees. You're going to have a Mars trine Pluto and a Mars trine Mars. So won't that help? Uh, well, it's fun. That's celebration. There's a lot of fun and success there. The biggest thing is that you need to balance rest with work because you could kind of push too hard here and you will need a vacation and a break to enjoy those other transits. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This is the two-hour expanded edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. We are here weekdays at 12 noon on KFOX 93.5 FM. Astrology and metaphysics and the New Age are all happening. So if you know people around you that are rebirthing into the spirit or into this type of philosophy, turn them on to the show. It might be the best thing you ever did for them, and they'll thank you for it too. The show is dedicated to open-mindedness and the search for further truth. We're an open forum. I'm not an expert by far. So I always appreciate your comments and your additions to any topic or any suggestion. We talk to thousands of people here on KFOX every day. God bless you for your support. You keep us strong and on the radio, on the air with your support. Mary's a Virgo, Gemini rising. Hi, Mary. Hi. Could you tell me what house is going to be affected by Mars? Okay, what degree rising is your Gemini? I think it's 13. Are you sure? Well, there's this wheel here and it says 13, G-E, and then 28. Okay, so Aries 13 would be the cusp of your 11th house. So Mars will be moving through your 10th house of career. So you're... <laughs> what, can you already feel it? It's been all my life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a 10th house. Yeah, you're going to have a Mars square Mercury, which you're having now. So you're showing some anxiety from dealing with partners, business, and career. And you don't have anything early in the Cardinals to affect you much. Let's see if you have any fire in your chart. You do have Venus in Leo, mm-hmm. so you are showing some wonderful goal realized by January and lots more money. Yeah? And, yeah, and this might also be a good time to promote yourself or to go into your own business. Are you an actress? 
Yeah, I am kind of. Uh huh. Well, that might be an area you'd consider too. Okay. And also, falling for a man who's very career oriented would be a karma right now, also. Don't do it. No, I mean not. <laughs> I can't make the choice for you. I'm just telling you that this is something that might crop up. Doesn't mean it's bad. Uh huh. You know. Okay. You Mars and Virgos worry too much. Lighten up and mellow out, Mary. I'll see you. Thanks, Uncle. Bye. Thanks, Uncle. Say, Uncle, buddy. Okay. Let's go to Margaret on line seven. Libra Capricorn rising. Hi, Marg. Hi. How are you? I'm, I'm fine. How are you? I'm very healthy. Yeah, that's great. I was wondering sort of about my career and my money. A Capricorn rising wondering about your career? No way. Yeah. Are you kidding? I just quit all my jobs. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think you can use a break? Yeah, that's the trouble. I can't get myself to really start working. I'm working three days a week and going broke. Oh, Margaret. Terrible. Now, what does that sound like it's saying to you? Doesn't it sound like you're really being asked to do something for yourself? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it sound like you're making money for all these other people and they're not appreciating you? Mm-hmm. Aren't you a workaholic? Yes, actually. Don't I you have some wonderful ideas that should make good money for you? That's true, except I don't know. I can't get myself to sit down and figure out what they are. Well, if you're not working, now's a good time to sit down and do it. I've been procrastinating for a month here. Gosh, I mean, like, people use you so much. You are showing a wonderful time to start a new beginning right now. And if you began a new business this week, you could make a fortune with it. Really? Yeah. Great. Go for the throat. Don't be insecure, okay? Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Okay, let's go to our next caller. On line number eight, we have Dia, July 21st, 1946, who's at Taurus Rising. Hi, Dia. Hi, Farley. Welcome. I should say Uncle Farley. Uncle Farley. Yeah, my father's same birthday as yours. Oh. Yeah. Far out. My birthday's coming up, and I wondered if you could give me a general... You're going to be four years old. <laughs> I'm going to make you really young. What a birthday, huh? Mars square, Saturn, Mars square. <laughs> well, you're going to make a lot of money this year, but you got to be in your own business to do it. That's what I'm just starting. Okay. You are marvelous troubleshooter, problem solver, detective. You're the perfect person that can always see the mistakes. And if you're in control, you're the ones that can correct them. This transit of Mars and Aries will try in your Mercury and what a creative, innovative transit it is for you. I think you're going to have fun during this period. Hallelujah. The big thing is that Mars is square your Neptune, so you are shown certain disappointments in personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And you're to ride them like a wild horse and just enjoy the ride and don't get thrown off. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Good luck. Thank you. And happy birthday. Bye. Bye. Richard is a Gemini with Libra rising. Yo, Richard. Hi, Sally. How are you? I'm okay. What can we do for you, guy? I'm wondering about um, relationships. I'm oh, gay. You're gay, okay. Are you going with somebody? Not really. So you're looking for some new beginnings here? New beginnings. Uh-huh. Well, you know, this transit of Mars and Aries should be good for you because you have Mars and Leo, and Mars is going to try and your Mars for much of this period, so you are shown commitment. In fact, you're shown firm commitment by December, January, but I would think you were shown lots of potentials and opportunities coming up in the next couple of months. Now, you're also shown some problems and losses with some of your male friends. Are there some people you know that are in trouble? Um, what kind of trouble? I don't know, just depression, confusion, upset. They call you for advice or help or tips. Yeah, I guess I do have some friends who are going through tough times. Yeah, you are being shown a role as like a paternal figure. You know what I mean by that? Uh-huh. Yeah, so you kind of play the role of daddy sometimes to some of these people that are in trouble. You're showing a wonderful financial transit and a good love vibration, too. So whether you're in a relationship or not, you're showing a lot of people probably caring about you more than normal. I do have people who care about me, but I don't seem to uh, be able to 
like make the quantum leap. Mm-hmm. What degree is your Libra rising? 18. Well, then Jupiter's already left your 7th and it's gone into your 8th. So you were shown an increased frequency in your sex life. Is any of that manifested? Yeah, well, sort of. But just not real fulfillment like... I knew it was there, but nothing really good enough came along. Yeah. Well, keep the faith, guy, because you are shown much better times for the rest of this year. It should should compound for the better for you. Okay, thank you. Okay, take care of yourself. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to Alma on line two. It's Alma again. Everybody knows Alma. Cancer, Libra, Rising. Yo, Al. Hello. Now, I'm going to call you Al from now on. Okay. Do people call you Al? Huh? Like the wise old Al, do they call you Al? Well, I'd like to be an owl. <laughs> this is going to mean I'm one. Watch out. You might manifest it. Find yourself eating chickens at the end of the day. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> been enjoying your subjects, even though metaphysics is still new to me. I'm just trying to learn. After listening to your show yesterday, I, I think everything is fine. You're doing fine, Farley. <laughs> well, thank you, sweetie. And I just had a birthday, and I want a general scan, and what is Mars going to do to me? You're going to be nominated for president, and you're going to win the election. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, great. <laughs> we need a female president, I'll tell you. Some of these guys going berserk. I can't stand all the... If they took all the money they spent on candidates and fed all the starving people in America, I'd be a lot happier, I'll tell you. I would be, too. I think that for your birthday period for this year, we are looking at a real expansive year for you. Lots of creativity. A major focus should not be on emotions and worrying so much. Okay. Because you are shown problems with men if you try to get into a heated battle or discussion with them. So relationships with men should be kind of low-key and arm's length. It's a psychological transit, Venus and Gemini. So you're shown lots of communication, lots of talking things out, maybe some fun therapy things like group or whatever. And overall, I think that you are shown sudden, unexpected trips, vacations, too. And it looks like it's going to be a big rebirth year for you, okay? Okay. Happy birthday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon. Weekdays on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.